The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand of Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a terrific Thursday morning here from Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company at the Star in Frisco and the SWBC Studios. We've got Isaiah Stanback. We've got Patrick Nosey-Walker. I'm Kyle Yeomans with Chris Beam in the back running everything as we continue to preview the divisional round matchup between the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. Today we're going to preview the San Francisco defense. Mm-hmm. Lots of dudes on that side of the ball, too. Oh, there's a few. And then you've got that Cowboys offense that's been firing on all cylinders. Gentlemen, how we doing? Fantastic. Can't wait. Oh, yeah? Bart Scott voice. We're right. getting already into that? That's right. You know why? Because there's why some that? guys that are going to be victimones on this side of the ball, Kyle. Let's talk about it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so did you get your three hours of film? I did. Okay. Did I, I saw Patrick you know was, was uh, diving was, into the film yesterday, too. I was crunching yesterday. I did. Science Lab, ladies and gentlemen, shameless plug, will be up on the dot-com within the next hour or so. And there's a lot of science. You know what? I was sitting there having breakfast this morning. Just sitting there just chilling. And you know the specialists were over there. You know, Money Maher, the new guy, you know, the long snapper and and B.A. Travis Viscaino. Viscaino. Brian Anger. So so I'm over there. I'm sitting there and I'm watching my film and eating my breakfast. And uh, somebody says, Isaiah. I said, yeah. I turn around. I'm like, what's up? And it's it's, it's Brian Anger. We were teammates, right? I was Mm -hmm. was his personal protector in Jacksonville. So he's like, and they're all looking at me. He says, why do you watch so much film? I said, I gotta know what I'm talking about, man. He's like, you watch, you watch like w- way more film than anybody else I can ever imagine. I'm like, yeah, yeah I just, it's just it's, what I do. He's like, I guess it's easy for you, huh? Kind of scares me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Why is that? Well, I mean, from a, I mean, from a punter standpoint, how much you film do you need? Fair. To watch? <laughs> the, the specialist saying that <laughs> yeah, doesn't like, bother me yeah, as much as anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this was a specialist. If if like. Uh, Cooper Rush was over there no, and no, he said that, then that would be completely different. No, but but. But it was funny. Yeah. It was just one of those funny moments. I was just like, yeah. I just, it's because you, you watch the film. I just want to know what I'm talking grinder. about. I want to know what I'm talking about. High football IQ. I try my best to take well, – I actually, um, I do pretty good. I, I take emotion out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really take emotion out of it. You know what they call it. it? What's that? Science. Mm. Oh, wow. You know what Nate calls it? What? Logic. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it works. Yeah, and I'm, not, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not too mad that, that the punter no, asked no, no, you about no. watching film. I mean, I'm not mad about it either. Yeah, how, but how much I, film would, would the punter watch? I mean, he'd watch a little bit of, would, of the returner of the upcoming game, but that doesn't to change. Compare. What, what, I was just more no, so I'm saying, saying it. Yeah, you Because, you know, there are some people that are going to hear this and they're going to say, oh, well, the Cowboys know it, it's the punter. Yeah, it's the punter. Right? Yeah, Regardless yeah. of what the return, who the returner is coming up in the next game, Brian Anger is still going to try to make the same yeah. punts in the same fashion. He's going to try to cough and corner you every yeah. time. Yep. Anyway. I think he was asking in the light of, like, dude, you're not playing anymore. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think no, that was, that was, that was probably the translation. Like, how many, clarity. How we many don't need hours fans going for Brian? Leave Brian out of this. <laughs> you're going to say, yeah. I've seen a couple of your punts. You yeah, probably need Brian, to start watching watch watch film. film. <laughs> leave Brian Anger alone. Figure out how to catch the snap. How about yeah. that? Uh, and there's a guy over there that needs to watch yeah, more that, yeah. film as we well. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that one, I'm sure. Now, how many hours of film do you watch per week? What do you think? Ooh, on average. On average. 
I mean, it really depends on the opponent. Um, this week, I put I probably put in about ten hours. Yeah, that's what it should be. Yeah. I think. Uh, I watched three hours yesterday, so I went back and watched our game, went through that, and then I went through Seattle or San Francisco's game. So I'll probably I'll probably do two more hours by the end of the week, and some of that is on draft stuff later. Like once it gets to draft time, I'm right around ten hours yeah. a week yeah. trying it, it, to get it really that thing ready. Depends on the opponent, right? So like yeah. I'm not going back and watching a thousand games. I'll go back and look at teams that have similar schemes, or I feel I have uh, similar personnel matchups, and I'll go back and I will do like deep dives into. I'll watch one game like over three or four times. Well, just it to, depends just to peel on back some information and you know look yeah. for little things here and there. For me, it depends on. A couple things. Number one, the opponent. Is it um, an uncommon opponent versus a common Correct. opponent? I watched way more film on, say, the Jacksonville Jaguars than I did the Giants sure, or, or the Eagles because familiar opponent versus non-familiar opponent. Um, magnitude of the game, obviously. It, I would, we would have watched film on the 49ers if it was a regular season game, but given it's an NFC divisional round, mm-hmm. you're going to dig that much deeper into it to see if there are any tales um, that you can kind of – you know, put out there for the fans to know about, so forth and so on. So, uh, I mean, I don't have as much time nowadays to to watch as much film as I used to. But I mean, this game, I went back and rewatched the our game, the Cowboys game, and then I dove right back into the 49ers game against the Seahawks, and then I went back against um, the 49ers game against the Chiefs, 49ers games against the Raiders. I was basically looking at games that they struggled against, struggled in to try to figure out what those opposing teams did well. So I probably got seven, seven and a half hours of film between rewatch of the Cowboys and then looking at those several games for the uh, 49ers. And then you use the film, and then you start digging into the stats, and you put it all together and for context. And I found some things. You found some things. Some unpleasant things and some pleasant things. Yeah. Yeah. That, you that, hit it both ways. Those, those, right? that, this defense we're about to talk about, ooh, those are some horses. Mm-hmm. But – they got some weaknesses. Yes, they do. Found them. I see gotcha. you. And we're going to talk about it in the second segment. Let's get to news and notes. Cowboys injury report as they were back into a walkthrough yesterday. Pretty light, which is good, but there were a couple names on there. There were. And nothing you know, that should concern anyone outside of what we've already discussed. Jason Peters did not participate as expected uh, with that hip injury suffered in the victory over the Buccaneers. Short week, you know, and – uh, let's just be honest, it's a 40-year-old on a short week with a hip injury. Um, I don't believe that he'll be available, but the Cowboys have not ruled him out. They are just using precaution to see how he goes over the course of this week. Uh, J. Ron Curse, good news. Everything's going as expected there. J. Ron Curse said yesterday that he is 100% sure he will be on the field against the 49ers. He was limited in the walkthrough. That makes sense. Short week. Protect that guy. You need him at all costs. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence limited, uh, as has been the case for several weeks now. Uh, listed as foot, but he's dealing with several things. Continues to play at a pro level. Uh, Israel Mukwamu had a hamstring injury. Tweaked it just a little bit. Nothing major, though, because he was a full participant um, on practice, in practice on yesterday, so he's a full go. Uh, Tyron Smith, he was a full participant, although listed on the injury report. No worries there. And Trayvon Mullen, cornerback, who was inactive with the illness that popped up last week, late last week, was a full participant as well. And as far as the 49ers are concerned, there's really nothing of note there. The only thing is Trent Williams didn't practice, but he was resting. It's literally listed as resting. Biggest news and note, if you want to take it as that, um, my guy IRS kind of mentioned it. Uh, Cowboys signed a kicker to the practice squad. 
kicker by the name of Viscaiano. Am I pronouncing that right? Viscaiano. 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 Signed him to the practice squad on yesterday. Cowboys, prior to signing him, have continued to double and triple down on their confidence in Brett Maher. We had that discussion here yesterday. I'm not moving off of Brett Maher. Everybody has a bad day at the office. Dak had one on, on uh, in Week 18. Bounce back had the best game of his, year, of his season. Brett Maher has saved this team on several occasions during the season. Not willing to move on from this guy with that body of work. But the Cowboys are bringing in this guy, Aino? Yep. As insurance uh, against the 49ers. And this guy, you know, has some experience kicking in Levi's Stadium from his his short stint with the 49ers. So a um, little bit of insurance there, but Maher is still expected to be the starting kicker. He's expected to be the kicker on the field when the Cowboys visit San Francisco. But it's it's notable that they brought in some insurance there. Now, sidebar. This is a subjective take. Sidebar. I wonder if that's just more so um, – just to create a sense of competition with Brett Maher, just to mentally get him sharpened up a little bit, which is likely the case because, you know, Tristan isn't exactly lights out. If you look at his numbers, 75% on extra points, 15 of 20, eh, you know. So it's it's not like he's coming in here to completely snatch Brett Maher's job. I no. really think it's more so just, hey, Brett. It's just in case. Yeah, we, we believe in you, but if you go out there and miss two PATs, yeah. Are they even going to elevate him? Because I doubt that, they that's, would. That's what I'm saying. It's, I think he's a practice I really squad think guy. He's just a practice squad yeah. guy. Just kind of some mind games by owner and general, general manager Jerry Jones, which I'm not entirely mad at. I mean, I, I get where you're going with that. But I also want to show confidence in the kicker because if he has another game like that where he was already in his yeah. head for one game, you can't allow him to have another game like that. Start so. going for two. You got the, <laughs> you got the offense and the weapons to do it. Just start just, going. For just, two. Go, just start. Love doing you, that. Tristan, but not don't necessarily need you. Go start going for two. Did you guys see the sounds of the sideline? Did you see oh what God. that was? That it was, was phenomenal. CD Alex, Lamb, I know where you're going. Alex Lilly uh, put that together and he did it so fast and it, it's out there. It's phenomenal content. There was a part of it where CD Lamb was sitting on the bench and mm-hmm. Brett Maher comes over and Maher visibly frustrated after another missed PAT and CD looked at him. And he said, "Hey, don't worry about it." Said it in a different way. Wasn't necessarily clean. Said, don't worry about it. You've balled out for us plenty of times. You've had our back plenty of times. It's our turn to have your back. So that response to me is what it should be from a locker room. That's what it should be from a team. When somebody struggles, your teammates rally around you and you pick you right back up. Right. That's what it felt like. Isaiah, back when you were in, in various locker rooms, you always had great culture. Yeah. Is that a good sign from, from what CD was able to do? And we had even talked about in the offseason, yep. was CD ready to take on a leadership role? Yeah. That was a, a, a plain and simple way of seeing, okay, there's there's a role being had here. I'm just glad everybody gets to see that. So shout out to Alex on that for being able to show that footage. Less than 48 access. hours after a, a Monday night game. Every time I see him, he's sitting on Alex, the computer just editing. So. He's rolling. Uh, so shout out to him. Uh, a lot of people don't get credit behind the scenes, but he gives you that access. But it's very telling, and it's great to see the brotherhood that that has formed now with this Dallas Cowboys team. And I think a lot of people kind of disregard kickers, punters, long snappers as, okay, the specialists, they're their own unit. And very much so they really are, right? They're like the little wolf pack that kind of travels around doing their own thing because they're not – 
they don't have to be in meetings like everybody else does. And, right. and the special teams meetings is a very short period of time in comparison to offense and defense. Right. Okay, um, not a lot of film. Not a lot. I mean, there's not a ton of film to watch. Um, they're scheming up stuff. The the, the sports teams yeah. coordinators bones is right, yeah. but in terms of the operation, your operation is pretty much the same. Right. Um, but for people to see how much players on the team and and high caliber players, you know, mm-hmm. you know, highly. Um, uh, criticized players in terms oh, of like yeah. guys like CD, how much they care about that guy. Mm-hmm. He's that important to you to where you. It's not like you're walking by him, disregarding him, me mugging him. Oh. You know, just just not even acknowledging him. He is your brother. Yeah. Right. Regardless of what he's required to do during the week, he's your brother. And he's a part of your team. And so many people uh, try to. Just put the specialists like they just not a part of the team, and they're just these little isolated guys that are just super replaceable. They're not. Right. They're not. And, and you and you love it even more so from the aspect of if you look at what CD said, he said you saved us before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you know we got your back, bro. We got your back. And coming from someone like like CD Lamb, who's had to demonstrate resiliency himself this season, um, be it on uh, we talk about an interception earlier in the season where he didn't come across the safety's face, and that you know tallied on the interception against Dak Prescott, so forth and so on. They had to kind of get on the same page. And then, hey, even against the Buccaneers, he had two drops in the first uh, three plays because T.Y. Hilton had the third drop on that first offensive series that ended in a punt. So then for C.D. Lamb to come back and continuously fight through, he knows what it feels like to have a bad play, to have a bad day at the office, to to feel the criticism from outside the building, outside the, the locker room, and how important it is for your brothers to look you in the eye and say, you know what, man, shake that off. That didn't even happen. It's all about the next play we got. You don't worry about it. That means a lot, and it carries. It carries week to week, and that's why this locker room, one reason why this locker room is just so close-knit, so tight-knit, and that's why they've been able to continuously bounce back from bad days at the mm-hmm. office, be it as a team or as individuals, and you just you love to see it. Yeah, you absolutely do, and it's something that I, I know fans will keep an eye on going into – the divisional round because fans are going to keep an eye on Brett Maher whether or not he makes Absolutely. his PATs is going to be a massive talking point if he makes them all great I think we're back to normal if he misses one the topic of conversation is back but you also want to see the way that that your teammates react and, and there was a positive reaction there from C.D. Lamb I, you could say a negative reaction from Dak Prescott but even then that's just frustration Dax in the heat, heat of the competitor, moment. Competitor, heat of the moment. Straight up comp- competing. That's all that was. And I the wouldn't quarterback. Say it. Of course he wants to go for two. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> he wants to, he wants to take his nap. Plus, yeah. Dak Prescott was was hot enough in that oh, game to fire. where he could say something like that. But I, I do love it from CeeDee Lamb, somebody that we've had those question marks around that we wanted to see step up as a leader. The Cowboys signing Tristan Vizcaino to the practice squad, however, I think it's Brett Maher moving forward. I agree fully. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, it's time to preview the San Francisco defense and what they bring to the table. They've got a couple all pros on that side of the ball. And can the Cowboys offense with Dak Prescott have a repeat game like they did against Tampa Bay when we come back right after this? When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. This week! 
Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys as we preview the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. We're talking 49ers defense and Cowboys offense today. But before we get into that, James Wright is your 2022 Cowboys fan of the year. James brings the spice to every Dallas Cowboys game. And now he needs you to help him bring him to the Super Bowl. Vote for James to be given the ultimate NFL Fan of the Year title presented by Captain Morgan by casting your vote at NFL.com slash Fan of the Year. Patrick caught me in the first segment. I was voting for James Wright on Fan of the Year. Nice. Saw me on the laptop. I was clicking around. Got a couple votes in there, actually. Did get, it twice. Get in there, folks. Vote yeah. for James. Go, go vote for James. Go Good for dude. James. By the way, uh, we were talking a lot and we were referencing the CeeDee Lamb moment in Sounds of the Sideline. I just retweeted just now. Uh, the the sounds of the sideline video on Twitter. It's at uh, at Kyle underscore Yeomans, but you could also find it. It's the pinned tweet on the Dallas Cowboys Twitter as well if you want to check it out. Really cool piece of content. Again, shout out to Alex Lilly for putting that together. He does a great job cool. with that every single week. All right. Let's talk about this 49ers defense, gentlemen. Let's do it. Linebackers. Check. <laughs> Fred Warner and company are j- just flying around. They fly to the football. How about that edge rusher? Got a guy by the name of Nick Bosa, former second overall pick back in 2019. Oh, just one of the best edge rushers to play. Javon Kinlaw in the middle. You've got Armstead. He's a problem. You've got Greenlaw. You've got Ward on the outside who's been locking up number one receivers across the league. Mm -mm. What? 
you don't like that? You don't agree with that one? Why is that? Tostito. He's getting <laughs> Tostito? Are you talking about Ward or are you talking about Lenore? Lenore's getting Tostito. I'm talking about Ward. Mm, what do you see? No, that's what I want to talk about. I, I talked about the front seven. Front seven's coming after it, but where are they susceptible? Put it out there. It's, it's in that secondary. It's in the secondary. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, it's out there on the edges. And you talk about Ward, and Ward has done whatever, whatever. Ward got exposed last week. Mm. DK Metcalf said, I don't give a dog on what mm. your name is. I'm going to disrespect you. I'm bigger than you. I'm faster than you. I'm stronger than you. And I'm going to run right by you every single time. If the doggone 49ers want to go single high coverage and they want to come out of that two two shell and roll down to that single high whether it's cover three or cover one Ward likes to sit on his heels you sit on his heels you can run right by his butt throw the ball up there you can look at it and say it's not a high percentage pass but you have things working in your favor you have receivers that can go get the ball you have cd lamb you have ty hilton you have michael gallup all these guys can stretch the field all these guys can get on his toes all these guys can get to his backside and you throw the ball up you're either going to get a heck of a play, a heck of a catch, right? You're going to get an open catch because you're going to run right by him, or you have a high probability of getting a pass interference call. Test these guys on the outside. But in order to do that, you have to block both of them boys up front and ensure that they're good. So I think that you could Tocito these guys on the outside all day long. Uh, get them out of this one high. You have to get them out of the one high. As soon as you get them out of that, then you can start attacking them on the ground game. And instead of letting Bosa chase you down, how about you chase him down? Instead of letting Warner come downhill, how about you go uphill and go ahead and run through these guys' face? Mm. That's my matchup. That's what I'm looking at, and that's what I think we can do to expose these guys. So his numbers against Seattle, he was targeted, or his receiver was targeted eight times. Gave up six receptions for 98 yards and a touchdown. Tostito. So, Tostito, no doubt about it. He's a good corner, though, because you look at the rest of his stats, there's only three games all year he's given up more than 50 yards in a single game. Seattle, Mm -hmm. Seattle in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. and then Kansas City. Why does Seattle Kansas City? Oh, it's because of DK Metcalf. It's because you've got a physical receiver on the outside. Dallas doesn't have the physicality, though. They got the speed. Do they? From CD, sure. T.Y. T.Y., he could burn it. I think CD's the slowest of the three. Think so? has wheels. I think CD's the slowest. Of those three receivers, CD's the slowest. Gallup? Gallup's faster. Gallup's fast. Uh, He can't cut the same way, though. Uh, We ain't talking about cutting. We're talking Mm -hmm. about running straight. Talking straight straight line? Uh, I haven't seen it since the injury. Gallup, all he does is make big catches. Mm. Regardless if he's running. For 12 yards. That's all they've tried to do. Right, so I'm saying this is the game that you have to stretch the field. I thought hope wasn't a strategy, though. No, 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 no. There's no hope. When you throw the ball at the Michael Gallup, he usually comes down with it. Mm-hmm. Now they just normally haven't, they haven't pushed it down the field to take advantage of what he used to do because he's not what he used to be mm-hmm. yet, right? But that doesn't mean that this is an opportunity for you to push the thing down the field. Test these guys out. They just showed you on film that they're susceptible on the outside. That's their weakness. Their linebacker core is pretty doggone solid, okay? They're not better than the guys we faced last week in this totality, but Warner's one of the top five linebackers in the league, hands down. right? So he's going to give you some problems. He's going to come downhill. He doesn't care if you're a running back. He doesn't care if you're a fullback. He doesn't care if you're a 330-pound lineman. He's going to hit you underneath the chin and test you out, okay? So you better bring bring your your hacky sack with him (laughs) when we come at him, okay? So that's going to be a problem. Bosa, go at him. Go at Bosa, mm-hmm. right? Get him on his heels. Put him on skates. Kind of like teams are doing to Micah Parsons. Absolutely. 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 Get right at him. Get Take right a couple at him. guys at him Take and go. His, deplete his energy storages. 
Mm. He's going to be juiced up, geeked up. The whole Bay Area is going to be going ham. They're going to be listening to E-40 in the stadium. It's going to be hype. They're coming down the tunnel with the boombox. These boys think that we're going to drop back and try to throw the ball all day long, and they're going to be geeked up and on their toes ready to come downhill and get around the edge on 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 freaking Tyron Smith or on Tyler Smith. One of the two. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Either way, they're going to be trying to come around the edge. Go at these guys. Tyron, you have the size advantage. Tyler, you got the tenacity. Go at these guys and run them downhill. And then when they start trying to roll those guys back down into the box with that single high, aha, Hit we got some guys that can go downhill go, go out and beat your guys um, in the secondary. Make somebody other than Nick Bosa beat you. Please. Period. I like that. Show, show, look at those other guys across that defensive front and say, one of you guys are going to have to prove that you can wreck this game because we're doing everything. We're selling out to delete this guy. And that means, be it, you know, Chip sending extra help over there and in addition to how you scheme the play calls, burning the edge, whatever, everything you need to do to tire him out, neutralize him, that's what you do. And it's it's Jordan rules, right? It's do whatever you can to contain this one guy and then dare everybody else to try to beat you. Mm-hmm. So once you do that, you build off of that. And in looking at the film of the 49ers, go back and look at some of the teams that they either lost to or struggled against. Atlanta Falcons. Why they struggle against the Atlanta Falcons? For the same reason they almost lost to the Las Vegas Raiders for the same reason they did lose to the Kansas City Chiefs, so forth and so on. This team, as stout as their run defense is, Mm -hmm. as stout as their pass defense can be, they struggle when you have a quarterback that's even remotely mobile. Does this sound familiar, ladies and gentlemen? Remotely mobile? Even remotely mobile. So if Dak Prescott continues to utilize his legs and his mobility like he did against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that is going to, to create havoc Especially in the linebacker core. You're talking about Fred Warner. Yes, all pro guy. Absolutely, he's a dog. He's an animal. However, if you have to make him second guess, if you have to make Bosa second guess and that pass for a second guess, well, you know, RPO, the next play, is this a keeper for Dak? Is he going to hand it off to Pollard with the speed or Zeke up the A and B gap with the strength? The more you make them second guess, the more opportunities you will have to not only run the ball, Mm but to also be successful in getting the ball down the field. And keep in mind, their interception leaders are their safeties. Mm-hmm. So there's there are meals to be had. Talk about Jimmy Ward getting grilled cheese mm-hmm. by DK Metcalf. There are meals to be had at that second level, but you have to neutralize the second level by making them play sideline to sideline instead of downhill. Once they start playing downhill, their pass rush is just out of this world, similar to what the Cowboys Correct. can do. Keep them off balance, time and You know end. what I want them to second guess? You mentioned second guessing. Yeah. Okay, last year they bully balled us, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, right. strength on strength. Straight bully ball, right? Yep. They, they came, out the, came out the locker room with confidence, just thinking that they were just going to come out and Debo, and then they did Debo Samuel. Okay, they took the chain. Absolutely. Smart by pump. Make them second guess their toughness. Yes. Mm. Make them second guess their toughness. When you have an opportunity to go against a, a very viable opponent, you have to take their will. And the only way you can take their will is by taking away the one thing that they feel they have the utmost advantage in, and that is just toughness. So if you go out there and you and you start running the ball downhill on them, mm-hmm. even though their weakness is on the outside, if you start running the ball downhill at them and that's what they feel that they, they, can, they do the best in terms of being physical and pushing you back, now all of a sudden you want to talk about second-guessing. Now, <laughs> now these boys don't have any confidence. Exactly. And, and look at it this way. The Falcons, first of all, this is a, a run defense in the 49ers who have not allowed a single 100-yard rusher as an individual all season. However, the Atlanta Falcons beat them, and they had 150 yards rushing on the ground. Well, why is that? A third of that came from Marcus Mariota. Jared Stidham 
pushed them to the to the limit in overtime. A third of those rushing yards, which was about 140, a third of those came from Jarrett Stidham. Mm-hmm. You know Patrick Mahomes can do, whether he chooses to do it or not, you know he's a threat on the ground. And his speed is comparable to Dak Prescott. Neither of them are Lamar Jackson as far as straight line speed, mm-hmm. but they have enough mobility and speed to say, you know what, we're going to keep you second guessing. The Cowboys have the artillery and the quarterback who can do that and then make the, the 49ers pay by over committing to a possible run play or keeper from Dak Prescott because you got Tony Pollard and you got Ezekiel Elliott. And if you start to kind of integrate, obviously, T.Y. Hilton and CeeDee Lamb is going to get here's Michael Gallup, but then mix it up even more three tight end sets every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So now you get to send a tight end to help on Nick Bosa, but then you get the, the other tight end to be able to release down the seam, and now Fred Warner has to make a decision. You, right? you know what else I want them to second guess? What is that? I want them to second guess their defensive coordinator. Oh, D'Amico. Mm. D'Amico Ryan has had one hell of a year. Yeah, he has. Okay, mm-hmm. One hell of a defensive coordinator, and he's highly sought after right now. Mm-hmm. And I want them to second guess his, his, his preparation. Mm, no like H. I like okay. <laughs> I want them to say, you know why? That dude, I think, has four interviews lined up between now and the game mm. for oh, head yeah. coaching positions. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because there are so many questions that all three of us are getting on, on social media. Well, are you concerned that Dan Quinn has these interviews? D'Amico has more interviews than the Cowboys and defense Dan Quinn's been a head coach. There's right. no stress there. Right. D'Amico Ryans has four opportunities you want to talk about somebody who's who's working their way up the ranks right now? Yeah. This is his biggest opportunity that he's that he's had to date. He is going to be locked in on mm-hmm. these. Not to say that he can't multitask, but the reality is he's he's a younger D coordinator. He played. He had one hell of a NFL career as well. They did right. Hell of an NFL career. Now he's a great defensive coordinator. He this is big shot. If there's ever opportunity for him to get the opportunity to be a head coach, this is it. Be right now. And it's showing because guess what? I'm, he's going to go do four interviews mm-hmm. before between now and the game. Yeah. He has to get up for those emotionally. Yeah. He has to be locked in in those. He has to do that with 100% confidence. Right. Which means that he can't be 100% in on his game plan. And if you take him out of his game plan, then what does he start doing? Well, now I have to start panicking. Mm-hmm. Now I have to start blitzing. Right? I don't like the blitz all the time. But now I got to start blitzing to create some pressure. And now we can do that. Guess what? Tostito time on the outside. And don't don't mess around and, and, and let D'Amico start calling zone blitzes. Because <laughs> Dak Prescott versus the zone. He saw it last week. Is the best in the NFL in yep. 2022. And the numbers show that, too. I yeah. mean, you've got yeah. the we're statistics. Not, we're not you've making got this the percentages. That's not a subjective take. Nope. Facts. Dak Prescott eats zone coverage for breakfast, lunch, Especially and zone blitz. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and the 49ers have shown that they have a proclivity to lean towards zone coverage. They can definitely play man, but how willing are they going to be to play man in a game that is on the heels of seeing Jimmy Ward get slapped around. If they're playing man, they're blitzing. If they're playing man, they're blitzing. So okay. They don't like they don't like, they don't like to play a lot of man. That, that, that's my point. They, don't they like, like to play, to play a lot. Of, and I think they know. The science lab when it drops. Yeah, you know, they know that. that their they weakness the is on the outside. They love the zone. They know that. And Dak loves the zone. You know yeah, what? I mean, even they they try to run they try to run cover three last week. But what is cover three on the outside? Man. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going. To, I'm going to really quickly before we we hit the break. I feel like we're coming up on that. Here's a list of of quarterbacks the 49ers have gone up against, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now: only two, maybe three, and the third has an asterisk around it uh, next to it. Justin Fields, Geno Smith, three times, 
who had him on the ropes before he genoed in, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, that's not the same Russell Wilson, ladies and gentlemen. Matthew Stafford, that's my asterisk. Asterisk. If he's healthy, then he's up there. If not, not so much. Baker Mayfield slash P.J. Walker. Marcus Mariota. Patrick Mahomes, elite. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, he's getting there, yeah, he's but not quite there yet. Colt McCoy, no. Andy Dalton, no. Tua Tagovailoa, uh, yeah, got the weapons. He can do it. Tom Brady, elite. Taylor Heineke, stop it. Jarrett Stidham, stop it. David Bluff and, and Trace McSorley, stop it. Of all of these, that's a long list that they faced and been dominated against. Patrick Mahomes won. They defeated Tom Brady. So, really, they've only defeated one elite quarterback all season. Mm. And now they're about to face Dak Prescott in a situation where their defense likes loves their zone. Guess what? Dak's lo- Dak loves his zone, too. Yeah, he does. So, I say all that to say... Not to take away from what the 49ers defense has accomplished. They have a bunch of horses. They have a bunch of dogs or whatever animal you want to use. They can get after you. However, to for those that are constantly buying into the narrative that the 49ers defense is this brick wall, that it's unstoppable, where's the beef in that sandwich that I, I just listed? All of those quarterbacks, the, the goat, the two goats, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, you defeated Brady. Fair enough. Cowboys just did that too. Patrick Mahomes dropped 44 on you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll just let's, let's put a pin in that. No, I like it. it because everybody's susceptible in the playoffs, no matter what. Yep. You could be the most unstoppable defense you could possibly be. And San Francisco has been really, really good defensively. Mm-hmm. But they've also had some lapses early in the season. Correct. They have some holes now. They haven't necessarily played that competition. It all kind of adds together. But I want to talk about when we come back, there's – a tale, it's really a tale of two teams with the San Francisco bunch. The team that played before the bye week and the team that played after their bye week. Completely different when it comes to their record and when it comes to their performances. And there's one common denominator that is taken away from both things. For San Francisco, pre-bye week and post-bye week. And I'm going to talk about how the Cowboys can maybe try and have that rare its ugly head again against that San Francisco defense when we come back right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. This week! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweets says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone wants something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. As the boys are striving for greatness, coming up on Sunday, you can do the same with Dallas Cowboys jerseys. Get your hand on premium gear at the nearest Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com. A Fanatics experience and level up your game day to look for the NFC Conference Championship game with a win over the San Francisco 49ers. By the way, it is official now, since we were last on the air. The official Dallas Cowboys divisional round watch party is out at AT&T Stadium, hey. out at the Miller Lighthouse, hey. as things will get started out there hey. coming up on Sunday afternoon. Go out there, food, drinks, lots of fans. There were a ton of people out there on Monday night at the Miller Lighthouse. It is a great venue. Get out there. Be there, be quick. For more info, you can go to DallasCowboys.com slash playoffs. Pre-game live will be right back where we were last week. And it was turned up. Yeah, it was. So if y'all want to see your boys in person, y'all come out here to Toastitos. Mm-hmm. Either way, we're going to be broadcasting live and direct. You understand me? Mm-hmm. We're going to be bringing y'all that knowledge and making sure that y'all are the smartest mm-hmm. ones in the room. It's going to be a little chilly. It's okay. So just... just Put on a jacket. Right, bundle up. Yeah, bundle up. Yeah. Bring the blankets. When, bring the lawn chairs. You know, when you're sitting side by side with nothing but Cowboys fam, mm-hmm. you ain't never cold. Mm-hmm. That's a big TV out there, too. Yeah, it is. That's a huge yeah. TV. Just, We're all over it. All over it. Mm-hmm. Listen, the Cowboys have a chance to to appear in the NFC Championship game for the first time in 27 years. Woo! And you're going to let a little bit of cold Don't stop Don't do you? it. Hey, listen up. It, 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 out there at the stadium was packed. Unreal. It was awesome. I think there was over 8,000 people. Yeah, we need to get 10 out there. We need 10,000 people out there. 10 out there. And then we want the overflow at Tostito. Yeah. Yeah, whatever you need Overflow. To. <laughs> 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 All right. Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Let's take a look at this. This is the San Francisco 49ers. They were 4-4 four and four going into their bye week. Their mm. bye week was almost smack dab in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Week 9, they were 4-4. Four and four. In the first eight games, they only forced nine turnovers. Mm-hmm. They had nine takeaways as a defense. Mm-hmm. They also didn't really do a great job of holding on to the football. Mm-hmm. They had 12 takeaways on the offensive side of the ball. Since then, since their bye week, they've rattled off 10 straight wins. 10 straight. They have not lost since prior to their bye week. Since then, they've had five turnovers on offense. So they're taking care of the football. Mm-hmm. More impressively than even the five turnovers on offense, that defense has forced 21 takeaways from their bye week. They had nine in the previous eight games. In the 10 after that, they've had 21. 21 different takeaways. 
If you can win the turnover margin, you can win the turnover battle, you're going to have a really, really good shot at winning the football game. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Cowboys, they're they're pretty good at taking the ball away themselves, yeah? Yeah. So so to your point, win the turnover margin. So they'll they'll – Take the football away. I, I have the utmost confidence that Dan Quinn's defense will force a takeaway, maybe two. Now, there haven't been multiple takeaways against the San Francisco offense since week seven when Kansas why? City did it. Do why is why, that? Kyle? Why? Because teams haven't forced him to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. That's why. Now you're going to do that? Now you're going to do that. But if in order to do that, you have to obviously take score away points. the run. You got, you got score points. Okay, Score points, that's number one. Okay, You got to just – totally just disintegrate this defense, but then you have to take away their ability to run the ball, and that's the most difficult task there is. Yep. is they have to find a way to stop their run, at least negate them from running as effectively as they want to. And then on the outside, you have to do what you did last week. Mm-hmm. And the more film I watch, the heart – Shanahan's a freaking Jedi. He's a Jedi. <laughs> I'm going to put it out there for y'all, okay? He's a freaking Jedi. The force is with him? The force is with this dude. The oh. schemes that he creates and the – he creates these schemes so that it's so easy for Purdy to make good decisions. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's oh, not yes. difficult. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, he's protecting the rookie from himself. Oh, yeah, he is. So there might times. be oh, four decoys on a, on a particular play. Five potential guys to throw the ball to, but four real decoys. And those four decoys' job is to take away the defense to create a void in your defense, regardless of the coverage, where that one guy can win. Hmm. But that's what they're doing to him. He's force pushing. That's what he did. He just force pushed the defense out of the way. Shanahan's doing a heck of a job, but you got to get home. And that's kind of my point with the preview that we have with the Cowboys offense and the San Francisco defense is the defense is going to force a turnover. I fully believe that. Can your offense take care of the football? That's one of my biggest questions. Because, yes, you're going to have to get up or you're going to score points. You got to take care of the football. You did it against Tampa Bay. Check. You check that box and you pass it with flying colors, Patrick. But doing it two games in a row, that's where you've got to keep locked in. You've got to stay that way. And be not mistaken, nothing we're saying here discounts from uh, the, the challenge that's being presented to the Cowboys in this round, right? The 49ers are better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even with Tom Brady quarterbacking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, versus Purdy, a rookie, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, as the label goes, mm-hmm. quarterbacking the San Francisco 49ers. Just as a unit on all sides of the ball, all three phases of the ball, 49ers get the job done. My problem is when people aren't digging deeply enough to see, well, who who did they get the job done against? What were their trends? What were the quarterbacks they went against? And who did they struggle against? And why did they struggle against them? You know, rewind the episode back if you want to get some some uh, some examples. Mar- Mariota, Stidham, you know, Mahomes. Um, but I also found a trend. Mm. Also found a trend when writing the science lab and doing the research there. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll go ahead and put this out there. Dallas Cowboys, if you win the second quarter against the San Francisco 49ers, the odds of you winning the game – rise exponentially. Mm. Here's an example of what I mean. Break it down. 49ers offense averages 9.2 points per quarter in the second quarter. That team does not often get off to a fast start. They're averaging 5.1 in the first quarter, 5.3 in the third quarter, and it bumps up a bit to 7.1 in the fourth quarter. They make their money in the second quarter, right? If the Cowboys can 
can defeat them in that quarter, outscore them in that quarter, then the odds are exponentially higher that they'll win the game. And I wrote this in, in the science lab. In the 13 wins, not counting the postseason, the 49ers outscored opponents to the tune of 135 to 36 in the second quarter. That team doesn't get off to fast starts. So if you see them not getting off to a fast start, don't, don't think the game is over, ladies and gentlemen. That's the first quarter. The second quarter is going to ultimately be the tail of this game. Obviously, the fourth quarter as well, because the Cowboys need to, if they establish a lead, they need to keep their foot on the gas. We've mm-hmm. seen Green Bay, Jacksonville, they can relent in the fourth quarter. You love that they kept the foot on the gas against Tampa Bay. Talk about sounds from the sideline. Tony Pollard comes over there and says, what? This is too much smiling. We need, we need the ball back. Too much smiling. We need the ball back. Dak Prescott said, Don't, do not let up. Not one play, not one second. Keep that Mamba mentality. You're going to need it. But if the Cowboys can defeat the 49ers in the second quarter specifically. The Seahawks did it, and the Seahawks were in the game all the way until Geno geno at the top of the fourth quarter. That is how you can punch a hole right through the 49ers. Yep. So keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. Get off to a fast start if you're the Cowboys, and the Cowboys actually do average more in the first quarter, 5.4, than, than the 49ers offense. So if the Cowboys can get off to a fast start for, and keep the 49ers from getting off to a fast start, that's part one. Part two is, can you outscore them in the second? If you do that, you'll probably have the lead going into halftime, and all you have to do is not let up for the final two quarters. They've outscored opponents throughout the entirety of their regular season by 86 points in that second quarter, 42 in the fourth quarter, and then the first and the third quarters are very similar. They're right around in they're in the teens. Mm-hmm. They've outscored both of those teams or all of their opponents in the teens through the first and the third quarter. So I'm right there with you. I love that as a stat because if you can get off to a hot start, this Dallas defense, I believe I'd have to go back and look to double check. I think they've only given up a f- one first quarter touchdown. One they're, all year long. They're averaging only three point six points allowed. Per first quarter. Yeah, so a lot of that is field goals. Magnificent yeah. defense from the Cowboys. Keep that energy. Keep that. That's, you need this. And then that should give you, if you get off to a fast start and your defense holds teams, like we just said, averaging 3.6 allowed in the first quarter, then you might even be able to withstand a second quarter surge that seems inevitable from the 49ers. But if you can withstand it or just cap or you know stop it from happening altogether, odds go through the roof of you walking away with this win. Detective Walker, Detective Standback, you guys have done a phenomenal job today. Thanks, Kyle. Dissecting Thanks, what is going on. What's tomorrow, Kyle? You know what tomorrow is? What's that? And honestly, I, I got some t- some tweets yesterday that you've been saying it with your chest all week. Mm, you have. Cowboys Nation has been saying it with its chest mm. all week. But tomorrow is different. Mm. Tomorrow is a divisional round yes. of Say It With Your Chest Friday. Mm-hmm. You gotta say it with your chest tomorrow, and we're gonna do that starting at 9 a.m. DMX. What was that? Nothing. I had to pull myself back from a comment. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Listen, if I ever. You've had, never done yeah, that. What's say, going on? If he I'm had to pull I'm himself back, leave it be. On yeah, if, he, if he had to pull himself back, <laughs> leave it be. We're gonna talk, we're gonna <laughs> talk about go. that in a moment. Yeah. All right, that does it for us yeah. here on Talking Cowboys. <laughs> for Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you tomorrow with Say It With Your Chest Friday on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!